What are we on? 34. 34. Ascent 420, 34. Man, we are getting up there. This mm-hmm. is almost like... It's impressive. What, how many weeks are in a year? 52? 52, yeah. Yeah, so we're better half of that. Uh-huh. Yeah. More than half awesome. a year. Yeah. Learning, developing. Um, grandfathers... Not grandfathers. Fuck that. Sorry. Sorry, ethos. You guys are going to be pissed. Grandpa stash number two and um, Grandpa then, stash. Uh, then Jack. Mm. So we'll see how this one rolls out. I would think Grandpa stash would be like some swag weed. Because Grandpa's smoking God, like man, back in the day. This stuff. Right, I'm like, wondering like the new like nugs that are like this on this fucking plant. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's, right. it's big. What was that? I saw you shared like a, a photo of different Oh, yeah. It was from like high times like in the 80s or something. And it was showing all the top strains. And it mm. literally looked like fucking moss. You know what wow, I'm saying? Yeah, it looks yeah. so bad. You look at that. There's That's not hilarious. a trichome in sight. Everything's all airy. And yeah, and it's all airy yeah. and fucking, you know, like just. It was before my time. Man, there's a lot of things before your time. Like we've been talking <laughs> oh, yeah, with Anna about go. movies. We can't even. We can't even, right. you can't even have, have a, a reference. Right. Yeah, yeah. we got so Buffy young. the Vampire Slayer. That's fun. Yeah, so we got young. one in the bag yeah. today. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking the other day about like how like if you learn guitar nowadays, how mm-hmm. easy it is. Like I had to like if you want to learn a song, it's either by ear and with a tape player. So I would play mm-hmm. the tape and then try to get it. Ah, stop, rewind, play. Ah, stop, rewind, play. And then or you could go to like some music stores before Guitar Center. Get a book. And they had books, but I couldn't afford them. So uh-huh. I, I would sit there and like try to learn it off the page. You know, were they tab that's books or were they music books? Tab books. They uh-huh. had tab books yeah. at least. Was that? There was, that's how I, I tried learning mm. uh, to play instruments when I was okay. a kid. Yeah. I had little cassette players uh-huh. and then music notes. Nice. And then I would try to... You know. Uh-huh. Okay, nice. Uh, What's a tab player? I don't get it. Tab that. is like an easy way to read music. Okay. It's a little simpler. It's, it's basically, the fretboard's <laughs> laid out, and then it, it'll have like a one, two, three, four, five, or whatever, and that's like the number of the fret instead mm-hmm. of like a musical notation and knowing. Like, it's a really improper way to learn. That's how yeah. I learned how to play. Yeah. Most guitar I, players nowadays. Yeah, like, I, I learned by ear first, and then I took it to tabs, and tabs taught me how to kind of get more familiar with the fretboard and then I had to learn what notes went on the fretboard but it it just it's like music for dummies essentially yeah Yeah. nice yeah yeah I was thinking about it in relation to like martial arts is kind of the same thing right like you know you hear like boss talk about they would watch some USC fight and someone gets like a calf crank or some crazy submission and then they would just sit down and try to figure it out him Mm -hmm. and his homie yeah right calf crank yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Or they try to figure out whatever. Uh-huh. Um, Be like a slicer. Well, no, no. I mean, like, them, if you're That's just hearing say. about oh, it, right. and yeah, then yeah. you're like, okay, I didn't get to mm-hmm. see it. I'm going to have to figure out what yeah. that feels mm-hmm. like. So, yeah. but the difference, so you got, like, kids nowadays that they just get to go straight to MMA mm-hmm. and they get to watch the UFC. We, there was no UFC. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. There was, like, maybe you could get some cage fight on a VHS. Yeah. The right? old, the old, uh, Pancrase days right. with the open palm slaps yeah, yeah, yeah. and right, and then crazy. no one taught jujitsu. There was no right. That was like you know back in those days here in the states, like if there was a blue belt around, mm-hmm. right. they were like holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, you know here in Colorado there was um, 
David Ruiz, I think he was probably at this time a purple belt. And then there was uh, Sheldon Marr, who he had um, an honorary Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt just because he was such an accomplished judo and traditional Japanese Jiu-Jitsu guy. And then another guy, Shane Pitts, and they were both kind of affiliated to some degree. Shane Pitts was the guy that I trained with, and um, he you know, had like I don't know, a fourth or fifth degree judo black belt at the time. And then, you know, multiple level traditional Japanese jujitsu under like Wally J and uh, Sheldon's um, dad, Wally Marr, I think was his name, um, was a well-respected, you know, old school jujitsu guy. And so they, they were pretty much the three that had the submission pedigree in town. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And obviously Shane and, um, Sheldon were a lot more experienced than David Ruiz, who was really good, you know, and he trained out in um, California with the Gracies and, and came back here. But hmm. you would have to say he was probably the first, you know, he was under Machado. I don't know if he was under Machado at that time, but the first Brazilian pedigree hmm. out here okay. and Shane and Sheldon got theirs under uh, Ricardo Miguel. So... Um, I mean, we, I've got a picture of him and um, where Aaron, myself, Chris, old man Chris, and Nate Marquardt are all, you know, with uh, um, Ricardo mm-hmm. Miguel. This was way, way, way back mm-hmm. in the day. I mean, mm-hmm. gosh, um, yeah, like 19 years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, back in those days, a blue belt, right. like That's I crazy. said. So, was so what do you think, though, like, like nowadays – you got a kid that wants to learn, uh-huh. and he gets all those resources. Yep. You know, you you know, you got. I mean, it's endless, right? Yeah. So one aspect is you can learn all that stuff yep. way faster, easier, accessible. But then the other side of it is he doesn't have to figure it out on his own. Yeah, I think it's right? kind of like YouTube. Like, um, you know, in the regards that you know, you talk to um, like. I, I was talking to a child psychologist. Um, she's going for her PhD, and. Um, you know, this is a question that I brought up. I was like, well, you know, because I was talking to my um, nieces one day and was asking them, you know, if they knew how to do something. And they're like pulling it right up on YouTube and looking at it. And so, um, you know, back in my day, you like working on your car, for instance, mm-hmm. you'd look at a Chilton's manual and there's a diagram of how mm-hmm. to do something. And it's hard to but read. But you yeah. got to figure that shit out. Yeah. That what just does that gives mean? you a framework. What part is that? Right. Yeah. What is that? Now thing? on YouTube, right. they'll show you every little piece right. and everything that you've got to do. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think mm-hmm. it does mess up your creativity to mm-hmm. some degree. Well, like um, with music, you can have a guy like like to take like drumming is wild nowadays. Mm-hmm. And there's 17 year olds that can play like animals as leaders songs. Just like insanely technically mm-hmm. ridiculous. Seven year olds playing chop suey on the right. Drums. Yeah, there's stuff like yeah. that that happens. Which is dope. like I heard uh-huh. eruption. Yeah, yeah, is, there you go. Yeah. If you can't play eruption, you're not even fucking right, right, right. right. And, well, that, and back when that was around, yeah. it was so revolutionary. No one had even like taps happened, but he like made taps. We got to like, explain popular. eruption to Anna here. <laughs> so there was this band called Van Halen. <laughs> There was this guitarist. His name was Eddie Van Halen. Uh, <laughs> he, he, wore, he wore really tight pants. Yeah. One of the most iconic guitars of all time. 
Yeah, so, but how when that... How I never heard of <laughs> it. <laughs> Strange. Yeah. So, I don't know. I wonder about it, you know, because... So, now, like, you know, there was a famous video of, like, a 12-year-old girl playing that that mm-hmm. went around, went viral yeah. for a while. She was ripping it, Yeah, too. she does a lot of them now. Uh, mm-hmm. She's older. She like, kept doing them. Um, but when that came out, it was, like, unplayable, almost. There was right. a few people yeah. on Earth that could do that. Mm-hmm. And now it's, like, kids do that. Right. Um, but you know, so that's a that's a good side of things. Yeah. Like I see Anthony, seventeen years old. He does a lot of research on his own, watches a lot of YouTube vids and stuff, yeah. and he's like coming at me with things where I'm like, man, I had to like go to school to find out about that. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I couldn't, I didn't understand the books. Like I, I yeah. get some books and I couldn't really get the information out. But uh-huh. you have all these people like reducing the stuff that matters on YouTube uh-huh. to, in a way that you can understand it. Yep. And so he's like, you know, man, how much he's learned in a year is crazy. Yeah. yeah half I, because of that. I like, think you can take things to another level. This is what I see as the problem. And this is where I see it with martial arts at least, you know, and I think it affects everything. Right? I think it affects what we're going to talk about today. I think it affects just what's going on in society. Right? And you got this progressive kind of movement, let's say. And let's say that that's the progressive. Mixed martial arts is the progressive of martial arts. Right? Mm-hmm. And so you got these kids that are learning at such a high rate so many cool things that really work. Whereas, you know, we were going through a lot of muddle and a lot of theory and a lot of shit that really didn't work you you know what I'm saying but you're going through all of that you're learning through all that and Bruce Lee was famous for saying you know take what works discard what doesn't but here's the thing back in those days you had to experience it to know what didn't work now you've got all of these people who have already pioneered that and they can show you what works but I think where the real problem lies though is that What I see with modern mixed martial artists is that they don't have the conservative side. They don't have the foundations of what martial arts can do for you. And we were just talking about this with some of the great, you know, contemporary jujitsu coaches who've really innovated and they're all fucked up and they're my age. You, You know what I'm saying? They might have a year on me or so. And some of them, it takes fucking you know, hours to get out of bed and get moving. Others have had back surgeries and all sorts of problems. And so, you know, I think one of the big problems is when when I started, let me backtrack, when I started training in jujitsu and I started in Japanese jujitsu before I went to Brazilian jujitsu, and, you know, I got a, a relatively high rank in Japanese jujitsu. I got a third degree black belt and, you know, um, that was 12 years of training daily. And I was training, you know, multiple hours a day because that's what I wanted to do. But we spent a ton of time meditating, a ton right. of time understanding mm-hmm. what like the innovations were, what people had to do to develop those skill sets. Mm-hmm. And so... So now it's like you, you, they've taken it out of context. Right. Um, which is true with music, too. Uh-huh. Like music used to be pretty much like a religious ceremonial, uh, you know. I mean, there's festivals and stuff. Sure. People like partying and stuff. But it was, yeah, so once you take it out of that context. But you lose that spirit, right? right? There was, yeah. somebody just said this about music recently. I think it was um, Dave Grohl who mm. said it. He's like, the music is fun to listen to nowadays, but he's like, what's so profound about talking about your ass, right? right? Or something like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, yeah. you yeah. know, paraphrasing. Uh-huh. But yeah. you know what I'm saying? He's like, but there's, yeah. but there's nothing profound about the music. Right. So it doesn't have like a deep, 
Yeah. to it and it's it like left wet ass pussy like right you're losing your critical thinking it's like yeah. going mm. to school and you're supposed to read a book mm. develop your own thoughts and opinions about it and then present those but now people go and look up other people's notes which I can mm. see how yeah. the intention was yeah. maybe to help but after you've formulated yours people just go straight to that right. bypass yeah. the book straight mm -hmm. to other people's notes and they absorb other people's opinions Already. Dude, and that is what this is about, <laughs> what we're going to talk about. Yeah. But exactly. I mean, I, I think you hit the nail on the head with that. You know, the critical thinking is gone in, in that regard. And I think we can see that as a plague in our society right now. And I think in the mixed martial arts world, then going mm -hmm. back through. And, and tradition, like we're saying, too. All tradition. Stuff, you know, you say, what's that for? Everybody's like, you know, that's part of progressivism mm -hmm. is it's a... It's an attitude that says, what's that for? Right. Why, why that? Why, why that? Why that? Yeah. But and then they take it out without Most knowing. of these guys who started in mixed martial arts that have gotten to my age or somewhere yeah. around there, there right? They're not <laughs> training anymore. Mm. And so then it's like, okay, well, then martial arts was not just for when you were a young fighter. Mm. Yeah. It's like fighting for your entire life. Mm. How are you going to deal with each so, battle that yeah. comes up? And so... In not understanding that, the, in not understanding Musashi, or not understanding Sun Tzu, or not understanding some of these greats that came before, they miss all of these lessons that help them yeah. deal with life and not just deal with a fight in the ring. I mean, mm -hmm. again, I know so many guys who fought that they were great inside a cage and they were just a shit show outside. They were a shit sandwich mm -hmm. out in their life. You know, like, literally. So it kind of depends like, on. It kind of it's kind of asking about like what what you're after. Like what are you yeah. after? Like maybe MMA nowadays is about kicking ass, and and music nowadays. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, it's about just become commercial. Yeah, That's it's about I making money about and stuff like mm -hmm. that, right? But it's yeah. I mean, but if we go back to the technique and stuff, it's you know, it's been taken out, and they only want that. But all of those things in the past were like a way of life, mm -hmm. and and that's yeah, that's kind of gone now. So then going on to what Anna was saying about the um, critical thinking skills, when we talk about, so I, I guess, you know, one of the things that I wanted you guys to look at was that video on this mass psychosis that I think is going on. And I think a lot of that Sorry. is because of... <laughs> we both couldn't get anything out of The critical <laughs> thinking skills. Oh, man, they're talking shit about your joint, dude. Fuck. <laughs> You know, man. I'm what? sorry. I'm sorry for interrupting puts, so abruptly. How could how can you say that when you put filters on your joint? I never see smoke okay, coming okay, out. Okay, you tell me. You take a hit of this and tell me. All right. All I'm saying is everybody talked shit about my joint last week, but we all got high. <laughs> look, look. This is see where you guys see a problem. Look at this solution. I was trying. <laughs> Look at this solution here. I was trying to do it indiscreetly, or discreetly, mm. and I did not do a very good job. Look at that cherry burning. Yeah, watch, I see it watch. burning, but I don't see any smoke coming out of my lungs. <laughs> <laughs> watch this, so the camera can see. Compared to what's smoking from the joint? My God! <laughs> I think I think Justin and I. I think I think Justin and I, I are gonna smoke my this yet. joint. <laughs> you guys, I didn't say shit. All right. 
silence is violence. <laughs> Non-action right, is an action. Silence is violence. I, I just can't. I can't. <laughs> I didn't think we used the C word in this fucking gym. I didn't know that can't. I didn't know that can't was a word that we're gonna tell. I thought the rest it was a different word that started with C and ended with T. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "What word is this?" There you Dude, go. who taught there you, you how to smoke a joint? What is going on here? Do you want to get? Try you? not to get stuff in my mouth. Do That's you what's get going you the on. Can I have a bubbler? Yeah, I'll use the bubbler while you guys smoke. And work really hard for this joint. See, that's what happens when you don't have your coffee in the morning. You can't even smoke a joint. And you Italians, It'll get like you need your coffee. It'll get easier. <laughs> It'll get easier as it goes. It'll open it. After it votes. After it. Jesus, man. man it's just man. like, fuck. <laughs> wow. Matt, there's like a mass psychosis of fucking... Yeah. Joint problems going around. She might this. have to roll the joint next week, huh? No, I no, no, no. Happy no. To do that Could you imagine as well? <laughs> have you have you rolled one yet, or you just did the? I've rolled joints before. No, in here for, oh. for us. Yeah, remember when we had that one filter. fucking filter, filter where we okay. couldn't even get a hit, didn't okay. get high <laughs> that whole. I got more out of that joint with the filter than this one today. That, it filtered out the high, man. <laughs> for you, maybe. High maintenance. <laughs> wow. Mass psychosis, I think, is a fucking huge thing, like, that's going on right now. And what you were saying, though, with critical thinking, I think that's just such an easy solution to this problem. And, you know, people aren't even, you know what I'm saying? Like, the mask mandates just came back, right, for kids. And if you, if you really broke it down, let's say we just wrote stuff down, right? I'm somebody who's fucking under this mass psychosis of thinking that the mask is actually going to help. Okay. So in the army, we had to do um, uh, chemical weapons training, right? So chemical weapons training, we'd have to wear what we'd call a pro mask and it had to be completely sealed. You had to clear it. This thing was fully encased over your head, right? You're in, you know, this, uh, like a gas mask, gas mask type of thing, but it covers your entire head. You have what's called a mop suit. So, um, you're putting on this carbon charcoal filtered suit and taping up your fucking sleeves Mm. over your gloves and yeah, for chemical weapons. Okay. So you look at something like that. It's well documented that the virus is smaller than what a fucking handkerchief or a goddamn, you know, gator mask is going to cover, right? And so we look at these things and it's like, you can tell, you can just break it down to see that masks aren't going to be an effective model against blocking this virus. And at least a lot less effective. But even the masks themselves. Even the N95 ones say they cannot guarantee mm. that it will protect you from. It even says coronavirus on yep. it. Right. It? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. So an N95 mask, for it to work, once you put it on, you can't fuck with it. You can't touch it. You can't do anything like that. Right. And so, again, when we break down this idea on masks, 
and you look at if you have you guys ever heard of that SWAT principle? Strength, weakness, opportunity, mm. threat. You do that kind of if you're Same doing again. business uh, SWAT. It's strength, mm. op, uh, weakness, opportunity, threat. Mm -hmm. And so what you do is you write that you know SWAT down. And so you put all the strengths on something. So like masks. Okay, what are the strengths? Well, it blocks maybe a large droplet. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, makes you look like a ninja. Oh, okay. well, it, well, you can virtue signal. Yeah, you if, can, if you consider if, that a strength, if, yeah. you can you can engage in in a you know a political <laughs> like act, right? Um, you, you know, so yeah, you you know. can hide your identity, <laughs> okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. you could commit crimes, I guess, at a yeah, you know, yeah black block, yeah. black block. It fits perfectly with all that shit, right? But then you but, look at the weakness yeah. and you write down the weaknesses with it. Okay, well, look at one weakness. I mean. No offense to people who are overweight, so this isn't to diss them, but have you ever seen a fat person on a hot day breathing through a fucking mask? Yeah. You see that mask suck all the way into their mouth and then push all the way back out, right? Yeah, I've had that with a mask even on myself where it Correct. sucks in, yeah, yeah. and it's like I suddenly can't breathe like I'm getting yeah. suffocated by mm. my own mask. You, right. you know what I think the worst one is that you don't really hear people talk about is, is just like the me being in the room with you. You know what I mean? Like when you, the face is such an important thing to for us to like hang out and communicate. Correct. And you know, you know, nobody ever even talks like that's an issue. But at that's all. what I'm saying because right. they haven't broken it down. Because if you put these things side by side and you look at the benefits versus the negatives, the negatives way outweigh what the potential benefit could be, right? So. But then it, it goes into the value thing again, right? Like if you value so much safety that you're willing to forego all those other things, then you would go for it, you know what I mean? So that's why it's a mass yeah. psychosis that's happening because they've convinced people that safety is taking these measures, right? Mm -hmm. It's everybody, if they rationally think about it, if you look at the psychological effects, the most punishment that we do, at least in this country, in prisons, right, at least overtly, is put people in isolation. Right. That's the harshest punishment. And that's what we're doing is we're isolating people more yeah. and more. I mean, kids already have a problem of playing fucking video games all day long and sitting in their <laughs> rooms and closing themselves off. And now you put a fucking mask on them out in public, the place where they can get some sort of interaction. they're with their friends. They never yeah. see their friends except on the screen. You don't see expressions. Yeah. You know, one of the things that Aaron had reminded me of on masks and, um, you know, she was like, look, it, it instills fear just all the way around. Because when you yeah. look at like a special operations mission or you look at um, like a SWAT team raid in yeah. a house or something. Once you see that, you're like, but, oh, shit. But yeah, they're yeah, all yeah. masked. Right, right. And why is that? It's, yeah. it's not just to protect their identities. Yeah, yeah. But you as the person seeing that force coming yeah, in, yeah. you don't see any emotion. Yeah. You see cold well, fucking eyes that, behind about, a weapon. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, undescript. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah, yeah. just that. And so... What about even like like how like tribes, you know, wear masks? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. what is that doing to the mind as well? You know what I mean? So that is interesting because even when I, I remember when I was like seeing masks for the first time outside, people wearing masks... You feel uncomfortable with it. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? It's like something's going wrong. Even, even in the last right. two weeks since uh -huh. I've been 
coming back. Yeah, like yeah, going yeah. to the grocery store now, I'm seeing more people in them again, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I mean, in some regard, and I want people to do what they feel is best for them, because I don't want to be the guy that's doing what the other side is doing and saying, you know, fucking, you have to do this or, or whatever, but this is just me. I just want to slap those motherfuckers upside the head. I mean, literally. Especially the guy who's fucking, I was riding my mountain bike the other day, okay? And I'm way the fuck back. There's no one around. There's this guy running. And so as he comes up to pass me, what does he do? He puts on his fucking mask. It's like, How sad. yeah. Right. yeah and, I mean, you I literally remember, just so, want to so slap that Again, dude. so this is the other things those things do, right? Is like, I remember early on, I had those thoughts when I walk by a person. I'm no like, way, man. You were you complaining know? about not getting hits. Well, Jordan just skipped. What? So I, I, felt I didn't like, complain, though. No, no, no. I, I'm just saying, like, as far as count and rounds, I feel like... I can see would... your eyes getting redder as you're talking. <laughs> yeah, because I'm getting higher as I'm talking. <laughs> it got better, right? Yo, when I was at Red Rocks, you I saw right, something really <laughs> funny. The security guards were, um, like, most... Nobody in the audience was wearing masks. Like, I looked okay. up at the 10,000 yeah. people. I don't know how many times. Red Rocks, you said? Yeah, mm-hmm. and I could not spot anybody in the audience wearing masks. And it was at full capacity. And then uh, the security guards were, at least around us, when we were in the VIP section and on the other side of, like, the the sound uh, control area, they were they mm-hmm. were wearing masks. Like, they were coming through. They were talking mm-hmm. to us and stuff. And then I would watch them go backstage. So they'd be passing through the crowd of 10,000 with no right. masks. Right. And then to go backstage, they would put their Because there's a rule. Because there's some rule, right? They yeah. were told yeah. that if you're back here, you have to wear it. You know what I mean? Isn't it yeah. the stupidest yeah. fucking thing? So then... The inconsistencies are just obvious. Right. Yeah. Right? That, that's what bothers me. So what my, if kids you know, did this? my bullshit meter. Right? What if kids just always ate in class what if they always had a fucking banana or something with them mm-hmm. then would they have to wear their masks <laughs> right because because when you're eating yeah. every five minutes, <laughs> take a bite mm-hmm. right just keep it off mm-hmm. i mean because the virus doesn't attack you if you're, you're eating, eating. eating. <laughs> right it only attacks you when oh, you're, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's a weird it's a well, weird I, finicky virus i do want to add something in here though um but you know the more they keep throwing at you the more you're distracted. Yes. So the more they can keep you at that initial level of mm. fear or, you know, right. your attention is over here right mm-hmm. now. And, that's and dem- then yeah. the way they do that, they also like slowly change your perception of things. And that's how you can create. Mm-hmm. And this is really cool because I was talking about this um, with someone and they suggested this movie called The Social Dilemma which I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys saw. I've seen it. But it's really interesting. Was that over the weekend? Because we were all talking about that on Saturday at the show. Um, It was not there, no. Yeah, yeah. No, I just said, thought the chances were weird. <laughs> um, uh, but it's weird, yeah, because it's all recent. you never seen that, Eric? Mm-hmm. It's like uh, about social media and how horrible it is. Well, it's like a, do- yeah. it's, it's a docu- mm-hmm. documentary, documentary, where... <laughs> They gather a few people from all these big companies. Mm-hmm. Essentially, and they the people that created the ads. And they're like, yeah, we don't use people them. That, and they, they don't no, let their kids actually, use them. Yeah. Yeah. One interesting right. thing mm-hmm. was that they said some of them found themselves being addicted to the very thing that they were 
um, you know, working in. So mm-hmm. like, that's so they so, created apps to get themselves yeah. unaddicted. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a really interesting Fucking, movie, mm-hmm. and they talked about yeah. this how it changes your perception over time, and so it creates these little pools because it's also based on like where you are. Um, what kind what of you stuff do, you do they just inundate you like, with it if I have a google search here versus my sister we search the same exact thing they will, we will have different things mm-hmm. pop up mm-hmm. so it's like so many different things are put into place <laughs> to do you guys, influence do you guys do yeah. shit like this what you are exposed I find to. myself doing this do you guys ever google shit that in your mind, would just throw them completely off. Oh, like, yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, just to yeah. Google just it. To yeah. Yeah. Just to break the pattern. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Mm-hmm. But still, you know, statistics, which means collection yeah. of data, yeah. which means yeah. so many things. Yeah. It's yeah. And it's, it's easy to influence the mind with, like, video is amazing. Like, how about, like, you watch a documentary and you believe that shit. You know what I mean? Like, you're like, oh, that's what yeah, it was like. Yeah, because they make it the production. Like. That's so, so true. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like it tells a story, mm-hmm. and you get into it. You know, you're that person. You're experiencing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And by the end of it, even if it's – because, you, you know, we've all watched some, and then later you find out that shit was kind of like bullshit. Mm-hmm. Or um, there's a mm-hmm. – Yeah, there's like a discrepancy. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's so convincing. So, mm-hmm. so media in itself is – like you're saying, like how it influences the mm-hmm. mind is – you know, it's intense how well it does it. Yeah. But it right. is man-made, right? Mm. So. Mm-hmm. so what they were saying on that was, um, do you guys remember that word that they were using? I wrote it down. For. Menticide. Menticide. Yeah. Was it yeah. a T or a D? Because I was no, just it's listening. Menticide. With a T. With a D. Oh, really? D-E-N-T-I-C-I-D-E is how I wrote it down. Menticide. Menticide, okay. Yeah. yeah, and that means killing the, the up the mind. Of the mind. It'd be cool to look that up, like what Menta is. But, you know what was interesting? Mind. Somebody said this to okay. me. Mente. Um, Mente. Mentality, ment. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mental. We, we uh-huh. use the word mente for mind in Italian. Okay, dope. So. There you go. Bam. Oh, did you know that from Spanish? Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> what is that in Spanish? I feel like you thought I was bullshitting you. You're like, okay. Oh, okay sure. <laughs> What's it in Spanish? <laughs> Uh, I think it might be mental. It might be, yeah, Uh, I think it just becomes a... Killing of the mind, yeah. Killing of the mind. It has a female... um, Gender. Genderized or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Okay, the mind is female in... Huh, that kind of makes sense, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, if you Um, look at the... Symbolically, whatever. Yin yang, mm-hmm, yeah. Opposites. Yeah, usually in, in the West, we think of like the writing, logical math mind as male, mm-hmm. and then the like abstracted image artist mind as the feminine, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Um, the yeah. engineer. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. The, the builder. Right. So, what does he say about men- menticide? What was that? Well, one of the things that I was going to say before that um, mm-hmm. was somebody said this to me last week the week before but they're like talking about all the weaponry that we have the modern technology and weaponry and they're like so why would people not think they have that same modern weaponry approach into you know fucking psychological warfare Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying because a lot of times people just think like it's Mm. the truth or you're a fucking conspiracy theorist Mm. you you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. but but they look at it like why would they lie why would this be presented this way Mm. and 
as if right. to not look at modern technology and the abilities that we have to manipulate people and mm-hmm. to control them and to and get them to think a certain the, way. Yeah, with right? the social uh, web, the, 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 you know, the social media, yeah, yeah, yeah. that those guys even invented tools on accident. Yeah, that were controlling people and you know yeah, in, I mean, in a weaponized type like way. They weren't you know, invented to purposely harm. Someone, exactly right. right. They see, I, just, see, I know. have a I have a theory on that. Right, mm-hmm. it's like the guy who invented the atomic bomb. Mm. Okay, mm. I think what happens is you see these people on the outside who like we don't we don't know how to invent that. But that motherfucker does. Mm-hmm. And we're going to manipulate them into inventing something that they're not going to know that they're creating this weapon mm-hmm. of mass destruction, of mass control. Yeah, yeah. And there's somebody pulling the strings. I just find about, it. Well, I, about, just, I, well I was just yeah, trying to say, I wasn't saying that mm-hmm. isn't the case. I'm just saying they, the purpose, or at least immediate purpose, was what works to get this. Mm-hmm. So like in the social uh, dilemma movie, or thing documentary (laughs) they talk about they they talk about this and i know like we don't know all the truths Mm -hmm. but one of the interesting things was um they're not doing it necessarily to harm children or what because they brought up how young people and kids you know are getting on social media Mm -hmm. and how that is affecting their mental health Mm -hmm. and um it's not like the algorithms in there were built just to directly harm them, but it is also what happens to bring them what they want. So, But they did so, talk about how Facebook and Instagram and Twitter all invested money to have them uh, study the effects on the brain and essentially yeah, have it trigger do. the they're same like response. Well, yeah, like well, well, that's that's like what I'm psychology saying. I think yeah. sector mm-hmm. in trying to manipulate. I think can, can the I, government. I think this is what I think. Is mm-hmm. somebody says something to tip the government? Hey, this is a technology that's under wraps. That's under works. The government creates the environment from which those people to create and design. Mm-hmm. Because you can't have it so that everything becomes so coincidental that it works out in that manner well, without some constructive so, so we're talking about design we're back it. to mm-hmm. how intentional is the the machine mm-hmm. right like are there people is does the illuminati exist whatever yeah. but let me let me give you this other theory take what if what if technology in itself comes with like i don't know what to call it uh sin risk. danger A risk curse. A curse. It's exactly that. Mm-hmm. So, like, take the car. Mm-hmm. You know, they invented. They're like, hey, we want to be able to travel faster, go farther. You know, what I mean, that mean, you know, we have is horses, right? And so they make the car. But what happens that they don't unintended consequences is it splits everybody up in society. Because now I can work, mm-hmm. you know, twenty miles away. I mean, you know, cars weren't that fast back then. But back then, cities were built in circles, right? Mm-hmm. So there's like a town center and that's the church and that's where everybody goes to eat and mm-hmm. hang out and party and right and then you live around there and you all like have the centered thing and the car exploded that whole like ancient system mm-hmm. right and now everybody's it's you know in all these different places and we have communities online and stuff rather than like in person so just the invention of the car so the idea is that in itself anytime we invent a technology we're like opening this huge unknown Mm-hmm. that a uh, danger somehow like this danger so you know i just offer it because 
maybe it's all again not intentional but somehow like inherent in technology and knowledge itself or something like that well well, here's the thing with the technology again going back to these algorithms this is where i would again just like get people to consider all of this stuff was talked about before this wasn't like the social technology was invented and it was like this is uh, innovative idea. I mean, they talked about this shit in 1984, A Brave New World. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was already there. It just well, wasn't it had built the, yet. Well, it's interesting is it had just, the TV. Uh, it had the TV and the screen. Correct. And the screen you watch. Correct. And but it also looks at you. Correct. Like, there was a the, camera. In look it at the cameras in the right? phones. Right. And it was like North Korea. It has one channel. Right. And but, then and then. But and, all of yeah, this yeah, stuff yeah. was out before technology was out. And so what I'm saying is mm-hmm. that when before this level of technology was out, mm-hmm. it would be foolish for us to to even think, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I mean, I just think that you have these opposing forces. They're but to think yeah. that if that technology was out and then people are just waiting for the right time mm-hmm. for the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the person who maybe is developing for the good of mankind and they're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that's the technology well, we need look at the to... History. Yeah, make this. the good of mankind our way. Yeah. They're going to steer that development yeah. in a manner in which they're like, "Oh, we could use that." Yes, that's what they're thinking. Right. Like, look at the pack of like. Well, yeah, that's basically the whole driver, mm. though, right? We can use that. But but then so somebody but, so this then this is where I would say fucking either somebody's really naive, they're a liar, or they weighed the risks and made that choice appropriately but for somebody to say well i was creating this and i didn't know it was going to do this well they were creating it directly to reach certain audiences from the get-go well if you go back just in any kind of sales any kind of influence you're targeting your audience right does that make sense so there's an intention of this targeting my audience And so to not think of that there's a a direct ramification, again, is either being naive or they're lying and they're like, we knew that this was going to cause this, but this is what we chose to do because we feel the positives outweigh the potential negatives or maybe it's nefarious from the get-go. But I think when we don't it's look at those things... It's probably a combination of all those things. Well, I think it's at a combination least of that social that. dilemma, there are some people who say they look back and they're like... And that we did what we did. Like, they are kind of, like, I can't believe I actually did that. Mm -hmm. And I played a part in this. And I didn't care in that moment. Mm -hmm. Um, That's right. And that's where people then can exploit it. But then there's also, like, I think at the time, Google had gotten to a point where it was really... um, liked by people like people looked at it like oh that's so cool well and, and that's but so that's what like they're this, talking uh, about in this infatuation right factor. they're they're gonna mm-hmm. you gotta make something desirable first right right i mean people aren't like totalitarianism isn't just where boom we're gonna fucking rain down what we want on you because they meet with initial revolt when people are fresh right when they're mentally capable of critical thinking and then you give them something that they want 
and then you just start to steer See, them a again, little bit. Again, I think it's like it's it's that uh, it's that Elon Musk idea mm-hmm. that uh, limbically resonant, mm-hmm. which is just saying that like when something comes around that just fits our system perfectly, we're just like we want that, we take mm-hmm. it up. And social media was just that. Well, we it, like were, fit we've been perfectly for like for our. It's like it's like an ancient psychology, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Um, I you know I hear what you're saying too, but but, but I, check I, this out though. If you went to a African country that had very little technology, right? Mm-hmm. And you exposed them to social media and all of that stuff, right away they would reject that shit. But if you yeah, if you brought them up, if you taught them what it meant, if you taught them how to use it, if you taught them, because it'd be too much of a clash against what their beliefs are. But if you integrated it, yeah. it would fucking, it would stick. I, I think so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there if, have been some cases yeah. where the, that exact thing has happened. Yeah. But, but when you gradually but bring I would think it up, like, so like if, this all is their where friend, that, if all their friends are on social mm-hmm. media and that chick she like is on, that you like is on there and then, then you're DMing, David Cho actually talked about that exact uh, thing when he went with the pygmies. Right. He was, when he, he was talking about when he was with them, they were mm. all like their whole thing was drawing. Like they would have like an hour of art every day yeah, and then they'd have their hunt and all this other mm. stuff. Yeah. And he said, while he was there, he was asking them, like he was like showing them his phone and his technology and stuff. Mm. And they basically called him dumb. They were just like, why would you want that? Like we're mm. all here together. We mm-hmm. would rather be a family and do right. 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 Okay. Until well, they, okay. Until well, we're talking about stuff. different things. Yeah. Well, no, but and, that's I don't think we though. are because this so, is what I'm trying to get people to okay. think about. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the process because if we don't understand the process and we just look at where we're at, we don't understand how we got there. We don't understand the things that led up to it. But if you look at how technology was introduced, if you're looking at it from a mind of somebody who wants to control and control typically isn't anymore Genghis Khan riding through and just wiping out a province and taking it over. It doesn't happen that fast. Look at what the Chinese have been doing. It's a long game. You put things in motion to create a reaction. And within that reaction, think about jujitsu, right? You're gonna pivot off of that reaction, but you're always steering it in the direction that you want. If you look at what's happened since the 70s, We've been getting softer and weaker and fucking weaker so, as we so go. The, the you only create question fractures. Then, okay, right? you keep going. You keep going. Well, well, but so what I'm saying is that if we look at it as it's arbitrary, right? If we yeah. look at it that um, it's limbic resonance that you said, right? Mm-hmm. Is that how you say it? Yeah, limbic resonance. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then we don't have control over it. Then it just controls us because what pops up is like cookies. It's like cookies. It's like you guys say no to cookies. But if you social media is like, (laughs) if if you don't believe in that and you believe that, yeah, there's nefarious, and I think this is what's good about um, Christianity. And I'm not a religious person, but about having Satan and having God, Mm -hmm. right? Is that then you always have a force in there that's creating something mm-hmm. for a negative draw well, so, and that so, allows you so to here's, navigate here's, it and plan I, better. So I like this right? because I would say that that's actually more accurate, mm-hmm. which is a weird thing to say that to think of it like Satan is more accurate than to think of it like the Illuminati mm-hmm. because so what I'm hearing you guys say is we were tribal, right? And so we were around for, you know, if you want to say even Neanderthals and shit, millions of years, right? 
And that's how we were, right? Mm -hmm. And then this process happened, and we got removed from the Garden of Eden or whatever. We ate the tree of knowledge, and that's fucking chicks, <laughs> fucking chicks and, and eating the goddamn <laughs> apple. But that's related. I think it's related to technology. I think it's related to technology. So we we gained the tree of knowledge is similar to that, and and then we get cast out. We can't go. We can't go back. Right now we're in cities, right? right? And then that evolves to mm -hmm. you know the things with the cars, and now we're all separated. Now we're all on screens, and this whole like thing happened, like you're saying, a process mm -hmm. happened to us. And now we even live like you know if you like cognitive psychology kind of stuff, mm -hmm. how we live in our virtual reality or whatever. Right. So we live in a different world than in the Middle Ages, and we Correct. live in a way different world than we did as tribal people. Correct. Like, the, the reality is different. So then it makes for a ripe environment mm -hmm. for control. And I agree, but, but the but thing... But it can't be arbitrary. Well, well, hold on. So this is what I'm saying, though, is like, it's a, it's a, it's a system. Like, it's the idea that the Antichrist is like a system, not mm -hmm. like a person. It's not a... It's not it's a, a draw. It's a force. It's a yeah, yeah, energy. Yeah. And, right. and that's, I think that's more accurate. It feels like intuitionally mm -hmm. than to say that there's like people controlling stuff, which there are. Sure. Because you look at the history of the CIA yeah. and shit and like what they did back in the day with like mm -hmm. infiltrating groups and right. like pretending. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So then you got to ask yourself, like, let's say there's a start to this. But in what regard would that person just decide, I want to be evil i i believe like we say there's man woman characteristics right male female characteristics hard soft opposites well if you believe energy is real which we can pretty much prove energy is real then there's got to be negatives and positives to that energy right and so a negative energy creates an environment a pull in a certain direction right and so that's where i'm saying if we're if we're too naive and we believe that it just happens, we'll never figure out how to fix and correct the problems. Well, I like this right? because I'm constantly saying nowadays that culture is is misdiagnosing things mm -hmm. and then trying to solve misdiagnosed problems. Right. It's right? like what we do in Western medicine, mm -hmm. right? You kind of you know have been uh, studying this a lot, or you did in the past, but they only deal with you know. I got a shoulder pain. They only deal with my shoulder pain. There's no like looking at it and mm. trying to figure out the yeah. source. I heard this the, recently, which is interesting, like how doctors used to come to a house visit. Mm -hmm. And if they came to your house, they could see how you live. Right. Yeah. And they know you live with these people and they see what, you know, and then that gives you so much information. It's not just a shoulder right. on an x-ray or whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah, in Italy, I used to have doctors yeah. that would come visit. Uh, did you guys like have a family doctor or yeah. something? Yeah. yeah. You get to know people. Uh -huh. Maybe right. you could change them also pretty easily. Mm -hmm. But if you live in a smaller town and right. there's like, a number of doctors and you switch yeah. like you know you create this little yeah. tension <laughs> right. in the community right, right, right. that's um, interesting that's small I can, I can imagine but um, <laughs> yeah poison. so the, drama. Is all kinds of the drama. only time drama. I ever had somebody try to address other problems was when I had when I injured my knees mm -hmm. and I had to do PT so that was the only because I had to strengthen my my knees after that injury um they were looking at all the other things like my alignments mm -hmm. and you know what i do in my day-to-day -day life mm -hmm. so yeah but most 
you know, Western medicine. Yeah, but that's your that's your PT target. in there, you know. But the doctors, they might prescribe PT. Right, exactly. But, I mean, they don't practice that. First thing they're going to do, right, is prescribe you some yep. sort of anti-inflammation. Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine, though, like, like people that are out of shape, a lot of times when they come to me and talk to me, you know, they tell me, how good they eat or whatever. So imagine what a doctor gets. Right. You know, you get this yeah, heavier oh, yeah, yeah, look yeah. and they're like, hey, great. oh yeah, yeah. I eat salads every day. Or, but like the interactions yeah. are so short anyway. It's not even yeah. your doctor asking you those questions initially. Yeah. Though. yeah that's right. True. It's somebody else. It is. And then they go and give that information to the doctor. What do they say? Like 30 seconds or something like, yeah. that they get mm-hmm. to look over your file. And right. when I was 23, I had had a series of seizures i was vegan at the time and i was working like 14 hour days maybe one day off a month if i was lucky and uh i, I had just had like my fourth one my fourth seizure the, the ones before didn't seem that serious this one happened while i was at a show and i was like in a group of people and i almost fell down and cracked my head open and shit so decided to go to the doctor I'm telling her about what happened she's asking me what i eat like how my you know work whatever all that stuff i told her i was mostly vegan and that you know i ate a lot of fucking plants and stuff like that and she she looked like i i wasn't just having seizures i was having like kidney pains Mm -hmm. and and like sometimes my fucking liver felt sore but specifically my kidney would just have this sharp sharp pain and i fucking like i could i would be at work sometimes and i'd just have to go sit down in the walk-in cooler and fucking let it resolve itself and i didn't know what was going on so i well, I'm telling her, she, she just looked at me and was like, well, you eat a lot better than I do, so I don't think you have anything to worry about. Yeah. And that was it. That was the end of my, that was the end of my visit. Mm. I paid $60 for her to tell me, you have a better diet than I do, so you're yeah, probably yeah. fine. Thanks. And then I found out that a couple months later that people have kidney failure from drinking too much carrot juice, and I was drinking carrot juice on the daily like a motherfucker. Yeah. And then I quit it, and all my yeah. pains went away. Right. Interesting. Huh. It's, it's funny how, you're, like... You're but you probably couldn't eat too like many carrots. Like, yeah, you probably... Well, <laughs> I mean, to get a... How big of a glass of carrot juice? Some days I'd drink a whole pitcher. Some days it was just yeah, a little yeah. glass. Some days That's it was carrots. That's a carrot. shitload of carrots. Uh, sometimes yeah. it was carrot well, juice mixed is with that, again, stuff. technology... Uh-huh. You have the technology to juice a carrot, mm-hmm. you know, so you yeah. can get that shit quicker, but, but then there's, like, a danger. Like, you can have too much, because you can't eat. You're not going to eat. You know how I found out too was I was reading an interview from I I don't even don't even ask me why I was reading this interview but it was with Ashton Kutcher he was Uh the one that was talking about he had like severe kidney issues Mm. because he was drinking like a pitcher worth of carrots that's how you feel about it yeah you're like holy shit I see too much (laughs) but isn't it weird with technology (laughs) Um, seriously though Alan Watts was talking about something with that Mm. recently I was or I was listening to a old it was pretty recent. But anyway, because they were talking about like um, genetic editing, right? Mm-hmm. And how you'll be pretty much, we have the technology now to, if you wanted your kid to be a fucking scientist or to be whatever. At least raise the IQ yeah. or something. Yeah. And so th- this is just something with like juicing carrots, for instance, <laughs> right? So <laughs> stick with me for a sec, right? You juice the carrots. Well, your carrots are good for you. 
And even mm-hmm. juicing them to some degree is good because it ruptures the cell wall. They have a tough cell wall on them. So, um, and if you eat them, you might not. That might not. Happen. Yeah, especially uh, if you don't have like good okay. stomach acids and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but too much is too much. The body has room for a certain amount, and the body is also representative of your environment, which is representative of the world. Okay, mm-hmm. and so there's an amount that is important for things to function well. Mm-hmm. And so he's talking about um, then genetic editing in people. And he's like, but we don't know how the world's gonna respond if there's too many scientists, right? Mm. If there's too many of one thing, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm. Because there's a balance of it. He's mm-hmm. like, the world balances things out so right. that it can yeah. function and operate. Yeah. And that was a really interesting thing to think about because we think, this goes back to the tradition versus progression. Mm-hmm. We think that technology and things that were, were so advanced and we miss, like if you mm-hmm. talk to people who say, look at the science, and you say, well, yeah, but there's positive and neg- negative energies out there and they can pull you and they can steer things, even though it's not a person, but a negative energy isn't gonna create a loving family environment. That's not what it wants, right? It, it mm-hmm. wants things that pull stuff apart. It doesn't mm-hmm. want that kind of connection. Mm-hmm. A positive energy will. But people aren't, they're gonna be like, yeah, you're fucking stupid. You think the earth is flat, all of those kinds of things, right? Mm-hmm. They're gonna mm-hmm. say you're not a science believer because there's things that we've gotta say are beyond what we can even understand and explain, yep. even in, in the mode of thinking that we think. Because, mm-hmm. y- you know, we think like people. Well, that can't be the highest level of intelligence. We're proving that with mm-hmm. AI, that AI is gonna, have a higher level of intelligence. Mm-hmm. So we can't think that there's not even another higher level of intelligence or, or whatever, or way of looking at things, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. when we try to explain things too rationally, we miss mm-hmm. these fucking foundations yeah. and we miss how yeah, we that's can- that's the thing, yeah, when you progress, you're, what you're doing is you're finding something new, right? Right. So. And then, yeah, that's interesting that maybe culture can only survive so much new. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I heard this other guy, he had this... The world, uh-huh. you, you know, maybe the this, world, that's when it yeah. purges. It says, too many fucking dinosaurs. There's a yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. meteor coming. I'm going <laughs> to increase my gravitational pull or something. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, what's that law of, there's like a, a law about nature and it's like 20 billion the limit of when a species reaches 20 billion is when... Oh, it's like too much Earth? Yeah, the Earth will Uh find some way to correct that, Uh balance it out. Unless they're like viral particles or whatever. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe even that, though, right? Because if you look at then what would be considered the the world, let's say your being is a world. Hmm. Well, if you look at fucking COVID, for instance, right? It's viral load. So right. maybe that's what much, it is. You, sick, you got dude. 20 billion virus yeah. fucking particles. And it, and, and it does balance itself out. Like You're if, going. if the virus was so bad that it killed everybody on Earth, yeah. it would go away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it would balance itself out. That whole thing. Like you can't use all the resources because then everything is, you know, fucked up. But it'll rebalance. Yeah. Right? It'll find its balance again. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All from... Carrot juice. (laughs) (laughs) So check this out. This is a Carl Jung um, quote. 
And I was thinking about this for a bit. So we can never be sure that if that a new idea will not seize either upon ourselves or upon our neighbors. We know from modern as well as ancient history that such ideas are often so strange, indeed so bizarre, that they fly in the face of reason. The fascination, which is almost invariably... Um, let's see. I lost my place. Converted with ideas of this sort produces a fanatical obsession with the result that all dissenters, no matter how well-meaning or reasonable they are, they get burnt alive or disposed of in masses. Mm. I I thought that was real fitting to what's Mm. happening right now when we talk about like this new push. Like, I mean, look at like even douchebags like Sean Penn, right? Who... He made a great movie, Shots man. <laughs> Fucking, he made a great movie. Which one? Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Anna would not fucking know. He likes to baby entities. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> this fucking guy says that, um, I don't know, they were doing some sort of uh, deal where he was saying that anybody who's not vaccinated should not be allowed to... Um, go to any events or mm-hmm. anything like that, right? Mm-hmm. The Virginia uh, like candidate for governor, he fucking, another douchebag, is saying that we need to get way stricter on fucking um, mm-hmm. vaccine control and mm-hmm. squeeze people so that they're forced to get mm-hmm. the vaccine. Yeah. You know, and so you're getting people to essentially, you know, what they were talking about in that this psychosis of the masses um, and they were using as an example were the witch hunts, right? Yeah. Well, if you seriously, rationally sat down and broke it down, you would know that your neighbor's not a witch or she might be fucking whatever but doesn't have these secret demonic powers, right? But when you get caught up in those hysterias, then what he's saying is fuck anybody who is not caught up in this hysteria is a dissenter and mm. you're mm-hmm. fucking that's right. on the well it's interesting that axe, it comes from an know? idea again that's how he like starts yeah it. it all comes from an idea yep and then that idea takes a new over. idea a new right? idea right will not um, seize either upon ourselves or upon our neighbors yeah and then everybody attaches to it right mm-hmm. um and then if and then it wants the, the other interesting thing about it is it's like a totalizing thing, yeah. which I was talking about before, that it it needs everything to be it, right? Um, you can't have any leftover edges. There can't be, you know, like I was. I mean, and it does apply to like the herd immunity. Like, you know, they were saying it was like seventy percent, but now they want like ninety percent with the the Fauci ouchie. Yeah. <laughs> right so and they, and it gets closer and closer to 100 percent. you know this morning i had this thought i don't know yeah, if it, it just applies. keeps moving but let, let me like throw this out there there's um this thing called uh, it's it's the uh, girdell income incompleteness theorem i think that's it and the basic idea is it's like he's like a mathematical guy who's a uh an mc escher was like really influenced by him um and the idea is you can't you can either have one or the other you can either have like a system that's coherent so you can like explain things in a coherent way but it's incomplete you can't explain everything 
as soon as you explain everything, it's incoherent, right? And he said that's with every, any theory of the world. You know how there's like, they try to find the unified theory. There's like Newtonian physics, but then there's, you know, quantum physics. And, and they're like different models and they want them to be complete, right? They're like, you can't have two different ideas. That doesn't make any sense. Like, um, they, they, there's a contradiction there. So, but, so the idea is you can't have this complete, you can't explain everything completely. And that's kind of what I'm seeing a little bit. There's some analogy there, right? Like everybody wants to explain everything completely. They want they have no rough edges, you know, it's like everybody like, oh, okay, maybe the answer is, you know, the jab mm -hmm. and then boom, that's, that's the answer. Everybody needs to do that. And mm -hmm. you know, or, or if it's like, um, you know, uh, diversity, 100%, quality, inclusion, but, but stuff look like at that. what the answers always are. And this is what we've, and this is why I believe this has been set in motion for a long time. It can't be this coincidental. These, you can't have this many coincidences, right? And it just be arbitrary and it just work out this way. But it's, it's been set. It's been like, but maybe like what he's talking yeah. about, maybe there's like a pattern, what Carl yeah, Jung's talking about. Like, exactly. Like it's happened before. So it's, Correct. again, not, I mean, you know, it's it's both, you know, there are people controlling things and it's this this natural, like, but occurring when it, thing. when it's, when people are fucking at their weakest, yeah, right? And, and so. Yeah, and that's over, when they're able to get control. That was interesting. Since, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's right. why I think our generation fucked it up because I recognized when I was growing up how fucking weak we were growing mm -hmm. up, how mm -hmm. soft. But it's so like a, it's a, it's it been a snowball. Getting, it's a snowball. Right, it like keeps that getting softer and softer. Hundreds of years ago, probably. So do you think yeah. that? I don't know, uh, man. If you look at the World War II, if you look at the guys in World War II, okay, mm. that was some fucking ballsy people. But like how many of those dudes became alcoholics? Sure. And, you know what I mean? Like that, what happened? Absolutely. It's not saying that, that they were like a strong, healthy generation I'm not, or anything. But I didn't yeah. say strong and healthy. I mm. said they were fucking strong. Yeah. Right? There's a balance. You can't you can't be too mm. one side or the other. You know. Okay, right. Do you ever hear that thing they they say in uh, mixed martial arts a lot? Iron sharpens iron. Yeah, you guys yeah, ever hear I that? Like that. It also dulls the fuck out of iron. Mm. You can't just be going against iron for so long mm. before mm. it mm. fucking breaks. But the pendulum has swung the other way, and so. When people were like this, that wasn't the time to fucking strike. That wasn't the time to exert this control that this negative energy has or whatever. Now is the time. People are at their fucking absolute weakest. We've split people apart in so many different directions. You've got so many different fractured mm -hmm. groups. And so this is the time well, that, you, so that you strike. The other thing that happened is if we want to talk about World War II, the same thing was happening then. Mm -hmm. Maybe not here, but there was like mass psychosis in Germany and USSR. 100%. And like that, right? 100%. <laughs> so it's but, like the but same But our country pattern. stood up. The, mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, that happened. Mm -hmm. It happened in Russia. It happened in fucking Germany. It, yeah. So now it, exactly it sounds like happened. the progression of it is all of these places at once. And do you think social media helped catapult that? One hundred. Yes. Yeah. I think that's why I'm saying it's not an arbitrary thing that was just put into motion. It's been put into motion for a long time. And if we understand that, we go back. What are things that people could do? I mean, this is what I think 
the the number one thing that somebody could do right now if they said, okay, I want to break this pattern of this mass psychosis. And that's do fucking jujitsu or do martial arts. Why? Because you're fighting, you're problem solving under pressure, you're getting ground out. There's a reality when you punched me in the face the other day. Seriously. I fucking thought about it for a couple days, not because it's like, I'm going to punch that motherfucker back. It's like, fuck, what's keeping me, what, what's hanging me up? Why'd I get hit? Right. There's things hanging me up. There's things slowing me down. There's things keeping me in the mud. And so I'm not going to recognize that if you don't punch me in the face. You don't hit me that many times ever that connected. You caught me with like a three shot combination with all three fucking clean strikes that never fucking happens. And I know you're getting better, but I train every single day with you. Mm -hmm. You you know what I'm saying? So it's not like you're getting better and my skills are getting worse. I mean, that's going to happen in a few years as I age, but I'm still not over that hump yet. You're saying it was like a signal to like, yeah, it's a signal to like like things. Oh, you got to, you're, you're looking at things too much from a certain perspective or you're doing something, you know, here. And so again, getting punched in the face, getting fucking hurt, getting roughed up. It brings your mind back to the reality. How many things are like that nowadays? Like, when you're on a screen all the time, like think yeah. about the lives we fucking live. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like if you realize that like lions are like ripping apart animals and there's death and famine mm-hmm. and fucking all that stuff that we never see, right? We're like so in a bubble of like that we're comfort. Like, we're like right. the clams of the ocean. <laughs> right, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the society is the shell, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I dig it. Um, so in so many ways, we're like disconnected from reality, yeah. right? Um, yeah. I, th- I think. Mm-hmm. And then that makes us susceptible to be like, you could, you could say, like, I, I also like the idea of like, these ideas are viruses. Mm-hmm. And of course, that, you know, is totally relevant. Yeah, too much. Both literally as a virus uh-huh. and like, how many times in history has that happened? Like, what is the you definition know? of idea? Okay. I, I'm, I'm asking, uh-huh. like, I don't know the literal, de- I know what it means, but right. if you were to describe it, how would you, what is the definition in words? Hmm. Well, I'll tell you what they say, okay, uh, of, I guess, the idea of totalitarianism. No, I just want to know the, the word idea, itself. The, the word idea the concept. itself. So it's like a perspective with life behind it. A perspective, that's interesting. A framing, you could put it that way. That's interesting. Because like, there's this infinite world and you're, you're framing just this part and you're saying yeah. this thing. That's like an idea. Something, maybe that's something like that. Uh, an observation, so, your right, yeah, yeah. interpretation. Mm-hmm. Of, yeah. yeah. I was just trying to think about it because to me, idea and virus could also be synonyms because you're hosting both of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. For sure. Damn. Uh, exactly right. Anna with no coffee is on her shit today. For sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah you haven't even looked at your notes once. <laughs> mm-hmm. wow. Yeah, I like it. I also like the idea of, of a possession. I think yeah. it's also that, you know, like that, that uh, ideological possession is a phrase people use. Maybe it's from Jung even. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, a, 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 let's say like literally, you know, people think that there's like demons, right? And this demon has an intelligence of its own. It's a specific demon. They have names, they do certain things, mm-hmm. they have certain powers, right? And like a virus, it's like a living thing. It does certain things to people. You know, an idea is like a specific qualities, yeah. you know, it's like... So we got the fucking puss virus that's going around right now because that's what's happening to people, man. They're fucking 
This whole thing is about people being pussies. It really is. So I was thinking about this though, because I've, man, I've been thinking about this a lot because like what that video was talking about, you got to do something at some point. I don't want to be an activist and I don't want to be, you know, that person, but there's real changes coming our way and they don't look like they're for the best, right? I mean, vaccine mandates for a very questionable solution. That's, that's not saying that that's not the solution. I'm not saying it's not. And I've been thinking really hard about this, but this goes against 30 years of my understanding of what health and wellness is. And so if I've got to change my understanding of 30 years, right? And I'm in pretty good shape for my age. I've got capabilities for my age. Most of my friends, most of my colleagues aren't even in the same ballpark, right? So that puts me, I mean, I could have a disease that I don't know about, but that puts me in a relatively solid place where I feel comfortable, right? I don't go to the doctor. I don't fucking take, um, you know, like flu shots and shit like that. And I'm not opposed to vaccines or doctors or technology. I'm just saying there's things that I don't do and I'm doing pretty good not having those. And everybody who tells me to do these other things all have these issues that I'm like, yeah, that That's doesn't work for me, yeah. right? I, I look at like a lot of the doctors. Maybe they're more like engineers. Like when my knee's fucked up, yeah, you know, fix my mechanics. Right, and you, you go to mean? health and wellness right. experts. Because yeah. somebody was asking me, somebody said to me recently, oh, you think you know more than a doctor? And I'm like, 100% in preventative. Nutrition. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I might not know how to fucking, you know, surgically put you back together. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to treat a specific disease, mm-hmm. but I do know way more on how to prevent it. And again, I'm not going to listen to a fucking doctor mm-hmm. who's not in at least as good a shape as me, where I'm going to look at them and say, okay, I want something that you got. I mean, how many doctors mm-hmm. do you guys see that you go in and is in better shape than fucking you are? Right? Yeah, it's rare. Right. So it's like, well, how are you going to, you might be able to, again, you might be able to sew me up or you might be able to do that, but how are you going to tell me what to do when is all you do is prescribe shit all day long, right? You don't yeah. fucking, yeah. you know, take people down that path. And mm-hmm. so... Well, it's interesting, like, you know, so the same thing's happening now. Yeah. It's like uh, the same uh, lens is there's a virus. Mm-hmm. What do you do about it? You medicate it. Right. Right. Um, it's it's the same logic, right? So I think my medication again. This is going back to doing something about it. I do think that it's time to step up. And you know, for me, I think the best thing is to really hammer home what the message we've been trying to do, and that's that fucking K tip message: kill that inner fucking pussy, right? And help people get tougher. Because if you get tougher. You're willing to make a decision and challenge what you believe. Everybody that I know that's stuck on this fucking ideology, I'm going to say it. You can be pissed. You can come see me is a fucking puss. Seriously, they're fucking pussies. Now, I'm sure there's people who aren't and who have thought about it. And they're like, look, hey, the vaccine is the right thing for me. Fantastic, but they're not the ones that are pushing it on other people. They're the mm-hmm. ones saying, I've weighed this out, it makes sense for me, I'm gonna take it. it, makes sense for me and my family. So 
I totally respect that mm -hmm. mindset and I want people to do what they want. But all of these other people that are trying to impose something mm -hmm. and I'm sorry to say fucking because I used to consider myself a classical liberal. They're fucking liberals and liberals right now are the biggest fucking pussies because they're letting the left hijack the good ideas that they might have had. And they're just fucking kowtowing yeah. well, to so this thing that's going on. So it on. is, again, it's like, I mean, if you're saying the value of strength, right, you could take a lot of those, like, the right-wing argument, you could say is, like, life isn't safe, mm -hmm. right, and people are going to die, right, um, but we need to, like, move on with our life, something like that. Right. Like, there are risks, you know, like... I heard these stats the other day that like a, if you're under 25, you're 35 more times more likely to die in a car accident. Mm -hmm. 35 times. And then I think even people in their 70s, you're still twice as likely to die in a car accident mm -hmm. than COVID. It's still, you know what I mean? So it's like, um, yeah. Uh, and again, with the totalizing thing, it's like once you say that everybody has to be safe, like have you heard that some of the stuff in Australia? I don't know how new it no, is or like crazy. real it is. Oh, uh, yeah. Have you seen a video of, yeah, the, yeah, of seen them the, vaccinating the little girl? Uh -uh. Where they, there's a dad holding his daughter uh -huh. and she does not, like right. she's like freaking out. Yeah. And he's telling them like, get back, get back. Like if she doesn't, if she's reacting like this, like you're not touching her. Oh, wow. And the doctor keeps approaching and there's uh -huh. two like cops and they oh, fucking man. they ripped the little girl oh, from his arms Jesus. and he's like trying to grab him oh, and then they beat him down to the ground and restrain oh. him doctor takes her around mm. the corner to go and get rid yeah. of so you know why they're able to do that in australia this is what people gotta fucking understand no guns no guns, no guns. they gave up their fucking guns mm -hmm. the cops won't even think about doing that right now mm -hmm. yeah. but it's gonna happen and look at fucking Joe Afghan Biden, man. I mean, look at him. What he did. They want to fucking take guns from Americans, but we just armed the fucking piss out of mm -hmm. the Taliban. I mean, we armed the fuck out of them. It's yeah. insane. This yeah. is the stuff, though. This is this mass psychosis. People will actually look at that and still agree that that was the right thing to do. Something so absurd. I mean, this guy abandoned the most strategic airbase that we had there first. Right, I heard that. Yeah, like uh, Kabul only had one runway. Yeah. But that airbase had a ton. And, so and it now, was secured. And nobody can get out now because they only have to like throw one mortar shell on one runway to, to take out a plane. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, but people, right. will, people mm -hmm. are still saying, well, that's, mm -hmm. he did the right thing. He's courageous for doing that. It's like, no, that's just fucking... If he did everything, if he still said, we're going to pull out no matter what, mm -hmm. we're going to do all this, do you think, and had that airbase, it would yeah, be great. Okay, you got two yeah, airbases now. You move fucking... Like if, he had, if it had been done better, because uh, you think it would still be a good thing, though? Uh, I don't think it's a good thing at all. To get out? No, I don't. don't think so. I used to think, mm -hmm. back I in the this, day... I heard this but, Marine I heard today, this morning, and he was saying, he was there, mm -hmm. like, two or three trips, or whatever that's called. Yeah. Andy Stump. Uh, yeah, he was a he was a SEAL Team Six guy. Oh yeah, uh, I don't know. That sounds no, funny, but anyway, I yeah, I forget. The video he was guy. that uh, squirrel yeah, yeah, yeah. suit guy. So yeah, he yeah. was saying, um, oh, is that right? Uh, that uh, when he was down there, like he was in Iraq some, mm -hmm. and then I think he did two tours in Afghanistan. And he said after like thirteen years, he was like working with these people, and they still couldn't get weapons, mm -hmm. they still couldn't get ammunition, they couldn't do anything themselves. Mm -hmm. 
And so he he thought back then, mm-hmm. that, you know, so seven years ago, like this is a waste of time, mm-hmm. right? This isn't real. We're not like helping them. They're, right. You know, it's like making a fake thing. It's mm-hmm. not, right? And all it was, he said, was like a jobs program for mm-hmm. Afghanistan people. Like you could get hired to make mm-hmm. a road if you worked with the Americans or to yeah. make a building or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that the whole like nation building thing was just like a bullshit thing. So why not just leave? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, he also said that this was maybe the most interesting mm-hmm. thing. He said, because we stayed there for 20 years mm-hmm. or whatever it was in Afghanistan, uh, then the Taliban had the best the best uh, army in the world to mm-hmm. to yeah, train they've from. Been well, fighting so, for so long. yeah, yeah. So because they got to fight mm-hmm. the Americans, that made them better themselves. Because so, you know, and so we pretty much like train them to be like a better military. So and, check this right? out that in, in that regard, right? Because yeah. this is what I've been talking to a few people about. And so Afghanistan, one, if we stayed there, even with a small force, right? So. Did, are we going to control that country? No. No one's going to control the country because it's mm-hmm. all tribes. Yeah, but and, and like warring factions. We had like- air bases and we had places that we could launch operations if we needed to against Russia, against China, against mm-hmm. the Middle East. So it was one a secure so they, base for us. To keep in the base. Because yeah. if you look it up online, America has, I think, like 230 bases in 230 different countries mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. Right. Which so, is an interesting... But this was a very what, strategic because there's no way to reach those regions. Right. 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 So it was mm-hmm. strategic in that so you regard. you would have thought it would be cool to keep it for that And region, two, yeah. it's a hostile place because... Man, when I when I was in the military, we didn't really have too many experienced veterans in there. You didn't have people, you know, you got people that were going to Sinai Peninsula and doing stuff like that. And yeah, would you um, would you be doing like kind of real missions? Right, but it was so low intensity that this is what people told me. I I missed the rotation of Sinai when I got to my unit. But anyway, it wasn't like a live training mission. But think about what Afghanistan would be. We, we only had, um, what, we haven't had a casualty from combat in 18 months. So they only had 2,500 troops there. You could be rotating all of your combat troops through there for them to get live training, right? Real mission, you know, um, experience and be Never. fucking combat ready troops. Because, you know, these guys that have been fighting for so long, they're ro- they're rotating out. You know, a lot of those guys mm-hmm. are retiring. A lot of those guys are older. And so if you're going to have a military force, having a military force that is a credible, experienced force, you don't want it to go up against a fucking hardened army and not have much experience. And so, yeah, the Taliban have gotten mm-hmm. better, but so have we. And the Taliban aren't capable, at least they weren't, capable of launching really any types of attacks on us. So it would just be contained within that region. So yeah, they're a better army if you invade them, but they're not going to be an invading army. You could like make a problem better by just like staying there. By staying there, you having a presence. One, we also created a different Afghanistan, Mm -hmm. right? You can't go create and promise and tell people things and you create this whole society and then abandon them. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, that, but do you do that's it in the first place though? Like, do you, well, then, whether we did it in the first place or not forever, yeah, then you gotta but stay there forever. we've been in Sinai forever. We've been in Korea forever. Well, 
fuck, if we're going to be the influence of the world like that, mm-hmm. then we've got to make a choice. If we're not, that's fine. But if we're not, we've got to understand maybe, maybe other China or Russia is going to be. Maybe other arguments are like, I heard Iraq and Afghanistan together was like $6 trillion sure. over the past 20 years. Absolutely. So would it do, like, what's better? Like, could we use that money here? And like, you know what I'm saying? Well, like, okay, but you know, now what do value, we look you know at? What what do we look at when we do that? So look at what happened with 9-11. 9-11 was the biggest power grab of our rights right. in mm-hmm. our lifetime until now. Until now. I agree. And now that it's gone up big one, anymore. Yeah. What happens if we get bombed again? Mm-hmm. This could be fucking something that's completely staged. I mean, mm-hmm. not a lot of people are thinking about this, and it makes me sound like a conspiracy theorist. But you just created a huge safe haven for people to attack us. Mm-hmm. And so if with COVID, if with these things that have happened, they're trying to consolidate power in a totalitarianism yeah, a manner right and yeah. a terrorist attack, because yeah. one of the yeah. things that you were talking about, and this is what they say, is they use short waves of terror and high anxiety, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And look at what's happened since the beginning of COVID. Mm-hmm. First, it was like the whole election stuff, right? Mm-hmm. That was, yeah. you know, with Trump. Yeah, yeah, campaigning. Yeah. So Before Trump was that this even, evil. it was racism. Correct. It was North Carolina or correct, whatever. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then yeah. we have COVID that hits, mm-hmm. and then it subsides for a moment until fucking uh, the Black Lives Matter movement with George yeah. Floyd, and then that subsides, and then you have more riots in yeah. Portland, and, and you got they, these and things that keep, just keep coming in yeah, waves, yeah, yeah. right? And they, yeah, and then and, remember the guy said that he's gonna after Trump. The, the media was going to do global warming. Global warming. Look next. at what's yeah. number one right. or number yeah. two. I mean, Afghanistan. Yeah. But now you got Afghanistan that right. just hit in another so wave. And Delta variant yeah. is coming. And so people right. can't get a break. Right. right? There is so no they're break. just Constant mentally. Fear. Right. That's like a, an anxiety. And he was saying that with that. I liked how he was trying to make an analogy mm-hmm. to how a, a single person goes crazy mm-hmm. right right rather than yeah. just like Psychosis. how a society uh-huh. goes crazy yeah, how to, just a and he said episode. yeah he, you know he said that's how it happens with a person too um he tied it to schizophrenia anx- yeah anxiety it's like mm-hmm. if you have all this anxiety and, and you can't get rid of it then you kind of split from reality and you find an explanation okay right and then that explanation kind of like cuts you off from the real world and now you think that the devil's but after you somehow can manage that better than right than the anxiety the itself overwhelming right. excessive yeah. like stimuli right yeah 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 and when you're paranoid it is like so, an so then then check this out this is kind of my theory going back to this so the stronger person the tougher person can withstand that longer doesn't mean they're fear. immune to it. Fear, yeah, yeah. The fear, the anxiety, this mm-hmm. pounding of one wave to the next wave to the next mm-hmm. wave. But mm-hmm. they can't deal with it f- forever, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But they can withstand it longer than mm-hmm. the fucking normal person. I, I would think that that strength would be composed of, like, things that I do, disciplines, you know, Right, like that's why jiu-jitsu is so you know important. I mean? yeah, the mindset of jiu-jitsu is because right. jiu-jitsu is not just attacking the problem, mm-hmm. right? It's understanding the sources of the problem. If mm-hmm. if you're just, if I know every time I roll with you, you're going to catch me in an arm bar. And the only thing I'm thinking about is mm-hmm. defending that arm bar. I'm never going to understand how you set up the arm bars. I'm never going to understand when those arm bars are actually coming into play when you're, you're actually seeing them mm-hmm. because you're I'm only dealing and you're like with a, the right. arm bar. You're like, oh, so, I don't want my ego to get right. So the mentality of jujitsu is to look and to use, you know how people say I'm a visual learner, I'm an auditory learner, I'm a fucking sensitivity learner. Well, in jujitsu, you got to be all of them. 
right? And that's how we really mm -hmm. learn the best. Mm -hmm. You yeah. might be heavier on one side than the other, but you got to use all of them. Mm -hmm. And so you use then all of your resources to figure out problems and deal yeah. with that wave right. that keeps and that's coming. And what, that's what real strength would be. Is Correct. That's saying. what it's we like, go back yeah. to what you said in the very beginning, critical thinking, mm -hmm. right? That's and, part of it too. And <laughs> we're not doing that because people aren't fucking strong enough. They're pussies and they don't fucking, because critical thinking means that you got to challenge your ideas, you got to challenge yeah, your position, yeah. right? I can't just be like, oh, well, fucking I think Joe Biden thing. is a great person and I'm just going to mm -hmm. go along with yeah. him because he's a nice old man. Right. It's like you got to challenge that. You got to say, it's, oh, it's does amazing. abandoning yeah. allies, is that a good thing for our bottom line? Do right. we say, is that a good thing for our bottom line? And it can't just be surface. We can't just say, well, yeah, it saves us two trillion a year. But what does it cost us back home? Oh, we got to increase security. We got to hire more fucking whatever. CIA gets more power. Oh, we give up all of these things that that two trillion then is like, and I'm just throwing an arbitrary number, yeah. is like, oh, well, maybe that's not such a high price to pay to keep things it's over there. So like, there. I can't get my head around it, honestly. Like when we start talking mm -hmm. about nations and do, does America need to be in other countries? Because at the same time, if we're talking about the nefarious people mm -hmm. pulling strings, they're still thinking about material, uh, you know, mineral resources in Afghanistan. They're right. thinking about making the opium trade yes. higher. We're paying millions to like keep opium fields open, right? Right. So that you know, I think ninety percent of all the opium in the world mm. come from Afghanistan, yeah. right? So, so all that's China's happening. China's going to control all of that mm. stuff. Yeah. So that's why, like, I don't, I can't, like, un I, it's too much for me to like. But, but, I, who knows? What's but this what's is the going thing, on, though. So, you know? so this is what I'm saying. When you understand that there's those two opposing powers, right? And you understand that we don't just look at technology and be like, oh my gosh, that limbic resonance, mm. where it just is happening and we're just reacting to it. I think that's what it means. That's what I understand. It fits with us. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's why we yeah. use it, because it just like fits like a puzzle piece. So, but if, if we go beyond that, see that to me is the acceptance, and I think Elon Musk is brilliant, but to me that's the acceptance of the lazy person. The, the person, the, the jujitsu practitioner goes mm. back to the fucking source and understands well, yeah, yeah, yeah. that it doesn't have to be that way. I think I've you're right because in that. like if we think of like maybe the old way to put things was like the passions. Mm -hmm. and, and so there are these like instincts in us yeah. which are kind of negative. Yeah. And we have to like have practices and disciplines right. to control that, that stuff. Well, well, so, and, yeah, yeah, and so, check this mm -hmm. out then. So when is your best role? My best role is when you're almost getting me and I'm almost getting you and we're scrambling and it's going and it's going and you got these two opposing forces, you being the evil force, me being the good force when we're rolling together, right? But you see what I'm saying? There's these two forces, so we don't want the evil force to go away, right? right? Right. We just want to it's be able dance, to have yeah. a little bit more than that because then it keeps mm -hmm. the world so going. Again, you need a little that, evil. So there, there's that right? totalizing thing again. They want to say we gotta we gotta cut out every evil yes. out of the human experience. There's, there's there shouldn't be any murder. There right. shouldn't be any sickness. There shouldn't right. They want to cut that out and only have the good. And so the right? mass fucking yeah. psychosis that's going on is that mm. people are succumbing to that fear because it's been hitting mm. in waves yeah. and that's what they're saying. Mm. If you listen closely, that's what they're saying. We will take care of you. Mm. 
Right. And people are like, oh my God, mm-hmm. that's going to help, right? And that's the fucking, but that's right. the pussy and I, and I think, virus I think that's, that's what going the, around. And that's what wokeness is as well. It's a pussy it's fucking like, virus. It, it's, it's saying, you know, like, uh, there's all these negative things that we should just like get out of humanity. Mm-hmm. No more bigotry, no more hate. No more hate, you know, that right. one, whatever the fuck that means, you know. And yeah, and so they, they think they can re-engineer mm-hmm. the human. Like genetically get in there and only allow goodness. Right. And this is going back to what Alan Watts is saying. We don't know how much hate the world requires. Mm. But if you you don't try to squash it out and make it all good, because all of that good might actually be the hate that is masking itself in sheep's clothing, Mm -hmm. which is going back to, again, what we're talking about. It's like everybody thinks that it's so good to say that racism is bad that we're going to fucking make sure white people understand how bad racism is because of something that they didn't do that white people several generations before them did. Mm -hmm. But again, every single society in fucking history, maybe not Inuits, I don't know, but have had slaves, right? right? right, right. So it's like, where does that stop? But we want to make it so safe that... What do we do? We enslave people to make sure that there's no more enslavement, right? right? right. And well, aren't we slaves right now, though? <laughs> that's yeah. that's what this whole thing of mass psychosis like, is in saying. In the social dilemma, they were talking about how uh, basically we are the product. Mm-hmm. And that's what's crazy, right? If it's free, they said if it's product, free, and so we're, we're giving that to them yeah. for free. You know right. what somebody said to me yeah. recently, and I take pride in some of this stuff, is that. Um, I've called you multiple times and you never answer your phone and I can't leave a message because you're it's full. You're it's full. <laughs> I mean, it's literally been full for fucking three months. That's, I haven't checked any of those messages. You know, I Jack's so, I so resonate with that. Full for like, see, Jack, t- Jack takes him. it to another level <laughs> and he takes it to another level because he's fucking also what? 22, 23, yeah, 23. So, I mean, mm. like Jack, like I had specifically, we were talking one one day, um, and he was going to help me do something, or I needed him for something, and he specifically knew that I was going to be contacting him on this fucking certain time. Well, he lost his phone, right, and didn't think anything of it, and I didn't see him for like five days later. I'm like, well, dude, what happened? I was right. fucking. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, I lost my phone. I haven't checked for it. Right, <laughs> there's some it. balance. But yeah, 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 yeah. So, but that was pretty impressive to me. I was like. Fuck yeah, oh, that is. <laughs> well, it's a good resistance to the, a lot of problems that can come yeah. up from oh, all yeah. that shit. Like I see it, you but know. That's why he's such a fucking cool young dude, man. As far as mm. he's he's not bound to that shit. Right. I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, you said he, he plays. So he can't even get into his Instagram account because he can't remember the email and password. Right. And he tried a few times. He's like, yeah, whatever. I don't, I don't care. Anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Like, so, but there's a weird balance here because I, you know, like so my son. He has uh, this nice level, this like one of his, you could say like his good qualities. He never complains for one. Uh He never complains. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. And it's interesting because my dad was like that. That's one Uh thing I used to think about my dad is I never heard him complain Uh ever about anything. He never complains Um, when I make him do a bunch of push-ups. Right. Like... Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So. So. But there's something about what's. What is it like with the Robin Hood, like the Peter Pan? That, that's it. The Peter Pan thing, where you're like, you're just having fun, uh-huh. and who cares? That's the attitude. Yeah. yeah. 
Who cares? I don't care. No. It's care. going with the flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there's a great value in that that you lose when you get old. And that's what happens, you know, to people, you yeah. know, and, and it leads to all that, uh, you know, mind virus stuff. But the other side of it is, you know, you got to take a shower once in a while, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to, like, do your homework. <laughs> right. Right. There's, like, there's some balance of, like, of not caring and caring. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's yeah. what it is. Like, yeah. some, uh, you know, right? This is, again, going back, and I'm going to keep pitching this like a motherfucker, but this is where I think, like, jujitsu is valuable, okay? And that is that it gives you at least the strength to make a decision if you care about something. You, you know what I'm saying? And what you should care about, right? I think now as a young kid, yeah, you know, he needs to be nudged in directions as he's getting older, you know, in, in certain places. Mm-hmm. But what was interesting yesterday, we were talking and the kids kind of smiled. Um, but we were talking about normal face when you're fighting. Cause one of them, like when he would make a mistake, he'd be like, Oh, you know, and kind of let the mm. other person know. Right. right? Yeah. So I'm like, look, you got to work on those things. And we were talking about when we used to do push-ups or when they would cry. Right. Mm. So I don't know if you know that, but when the kids would cry in class, I would make them put their feet up on the wall and be in a push up, like high handstand high push up end. position. And I told them that it would just make the tears run out quicker. All right, here's what right? we're going to do. <laughs> so, let these tears run out faster. But they got to a point where if one started crying, they would just do it. Okay. But anyway, we were talking about it last night and I was telling them, I'm like, so this is exactly why we did those things. I'm like, I didn't expect you guys to understand then, but I do now. And that's, there's a time and a place for that. There's a time and a place. But I was telling the the kid who was making the faces, I'm like, you're facing an opponent. You can't let them know that you made a mistake or that you're hurt or that you're tired or anything. Mm -hmm. Gotta be calm. And they were like, yeah, okay. You know, like you could see that that Mm -hmm. made sense for them. And just that, again, just those types of things, I think, you know, because I've looked at um, your, your son a few times with just kind of wondering where he's at. It's hard to tell. And it is hard to tell, but I he's tell so you what, inner. though, there's, there's things that I'm seeing more and more with him. One, he's way more articulate, and we've had some pretty good discussions lately where, you know, he's, he's starting to think about things, right? And he's thinking about them in a more in-depth level than you would expect somebody his age like the other kid typically his response to something is uh, let me think about it or i don't know right. it, and that's fine and you know right. he's, he's a little bit shy but phoenix is now really mm-hmm. that's good uh, you know saying something. Yeah, yeah saying things and looking you when i'm talking to him now he's looking me a lot more in the eyes and that's paying good. attention yeah. and he still drifts right. he's gonna be that kid right yeah but i think that my opinion is i think he's developing some skill sets that he recognizes that he's getting fucking tough and that I think as he progresses along a little bit more, those are really going to open some doors for him, at least on what he chooses as far as things to process and, and, you know, put value into. Um, That's dope. I I think though, uh, do, do you think also that a social factor plays a role in your ability to, communicate and talk and express your opinions so like who you're around and you know maybe phoenix right now is working through not letting anxiety or fear of whatever disapproval or rejection 
get in the way and so he's entertaining concepts a little more and conversing i think so mm-hmm. and then I'm, others <clears throat> might get a little more worried about oh i don't want to say something because like i don't know i've i've had different experiences with the student that says i don't know uh-huh. like he's been very chatty with me sure no he's been chatty zone. too but out of his own exactly mm-hmm. but if you ask him questions a lot of times well, he, i would it, i think it depends yeah i don't know i think mm-hmm. he kind of it's I, i've only interacted with him mm-hmm. i've interacted with him way less than you have and but you're you also know. like on the outside more appealing than i am you're nicer you're well, I'm also in that not regard his you're although i think about. they're starting to change now that you've been punching them in the face <laughs> Punching kids in the face. Punching kids in the face. But do you remember when Phoenix, like, so this is interesting with Phoenix, is remember how he used to be, like, if he got corrected or something like that, he would take it, yeah, yeah, really hard. And now, like in the moment, yeah, yeah, he he would let it affect him. And now, now it doesn't look like I have a hard time understanding if anything. Like did affect him. Right. Oh, they said yeah, this. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. He's yeah, yeah, got like a interesting, interesting uh, composure. I don't mm, even know what to right. call it. But see, I think yeah. it's ripe to be shaped now. You know what mm, I'm saying? Mm. Like, I think that, in my opinion, because if he was laid back in a pussy, mm. I think that would be a big problem. You know, right. if it was just like whatever, whatever. But he's laid back and he's tough, man. I've I've hit him with mm-hmm. some decent shots. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I've mm-hmm. put some weight on him and ground him out when we're grappling. Mm. And yeah. I've I seen mean, him laugh now. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Dude, Amanda told me this, and then I was watching uh, not yesterday, but another time I had them sparring. But she was like, "Oh man, you should have seen Phoenix and Ronan today." And mm-hmm. uh, they both like were cracking each other. And every time one got in, they just kind of smiled and, you know, like, yeah, yeah. just kind of nodded towards the other mm, person. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, but I'm coming back. <laughs> right, right, right? right, And I was watching that the other day, and Phoenix got a little, you know, heavy on Ronan for a mm. minute. And Ronan just bit down and mm. started fucking lighting him up. And mm. so, right. nice. I mean, it was a good exchange. Phoenix yeah. got his footing again and started fighting back. And... They were mm-hmm. acknowledging when they got some good shots in, but mm-hmm. um, that teaches yeah. how to argue without. Necess- I mean, I guess you could escalate if you needed to, yeah. right? But but that's the important thing. You still if have you that needed mind. to, you're smiling and yeah. you're still like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, well, I messed up there. I wasn't prepared for that. So right. yeah, yeah. And so somebody like that, I think a kid in that regards, and especially with the school that they've gone to. Right, mm-hmm. I think the school that at least what they've told me about it, what you've told me about it, is that they've got way more um, like ranges of interests for mm-hmm. those kids, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't know how well Phoenix would do in a regular, just yeah, you know, like probably not that well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they go outside all the time. They work out every morning. Yeah, they, go they were camping. saying they have uh, like, uh, you know, bike at the school they have yeah. both PE and. Uh, what is the other one? Like, like a workout in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. like two. Mm-hmm. My PE class was for, like, you know. Right, for sure. And I do think there's something to like, uh, I heard some story once, his teacher had some little kid that had like, supposedly had ADD or whatever. And whenever he got like, 
you know, angsty in his chair, she would have him run to like this tree. She's like, see that tree outside? We go run to that tree and come back. And every time he like was getting like you know she would always get, have, go outside for a minute. Yeah. But like you know? also being yeah. able to manage how the other kids interacted with that. Right. With her doing that with him. Right. Yeah. You know, know. is also important because. For then, sure. Why does he get to go outside? Yeah. <laughs> or, I want to start acting. I want to run. Yeah. Right. But what yeah. a great thing though. Uh-huh. I, so I think that he's like in a place where. You know. I mean, he's got the tools, you know, and he seems like he's smart. We were talking about music yesterday Mm -hmm. and, you know, again, he's he's starting to like listen to music now for the first time. Like (laughs) he was was wears headphones all the time on his own. It was always like me, like putting stuff on the house. And now he even got into the stuff called black grass. Yeah, that's what, uh, which is like, it's like dark, it's like dark bluegrass. Yeah. And even some guys do the scream and stuff like in bluegrass. (laughs) Um, and it's cool because I think somewhat he's like getting his own it's like his own thing because uh-huh. I like a broad range of stuff I'm like always playing all kinds of shit around yeah. him and he found this one thing that I don't know anything about and then now that's all he listens to and I'm like that's dope <laughs> oh, yeah. that's his rebellious thing <laughs> right. it's like okay I like dad that, doesn't uh, listen to black right. grass and he's also well, been he's been sculpting right right uh, but he's been sculpting too, which yeah. is like oh, different awesome. than things I do. Like what it's, what uh, is he sculpting? Like what materials? Uh, he's first he was doing like monster clay, and then uh, I forget what the new one is. Another polymer clay of some sort um, that they you can get like pretty fine detail with mm-hmm. it. Uh, he made me like uh, I'm into this artist, and I have a print of his that my girlfriend bought me. This guy Chet Czar, mm-hmm. he's a badass. He paints monsters, monster portraits, and so he did. Like, he made a sculpture of this one, this print I have of his hanging in the house. He made that. And he's making his mom a phoenix right now. That's pretty dope. And mm-hmm. he even had to, like, make an armature for it and, like, you know, to get the wings out. And yeah. he's doing, like, individual feathers and stuff. That's awesome. Nice. So it's pretty dope. But it's, like, different than what I, you know, I feel like he he needs to, like, say who he is a little bit. Yeah. You know? Sounds like that's he what he's doing. Explore. Right. But see, uh-huh. people don't do They just get... Here's a quote. Mm, okay. <laughs> we accept the reality of the world with which we are presented. Right. So I yeah. think mm-hmm. it's from the Truman Show. Mm. I did watch nice. it. It's a great movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Such a cool idea. I haven't. I actually. Oh, really? Haven't You've never either. seen it? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Ah, great. Oh, yeah. great movie. Great oh, movie. victory. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome <laughs> soundtrack. It's dope. It's yeah, funny so in the beginning. You got one. <laughs> uh, slowly oh. inching. Uh, we accept so we accept the reality of the world with which we're presented. So you presented him a world, and then he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna explore right. and see yeah. what mm-hmm. more of this world has." But a lot of people just stop right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes we frown upon whenever they do go and explore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You gotta question things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Find your own way. Yeah. See where that stand stands, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think too a lot of, and this is what I see with um, what I consider to be the kids who really find their way is when their parents are doing stuff with them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, no wonder. Yeah, I think that's important, I man, think because some, you've done yeah. a lot, at least mm-hmm. from what I've yeah, seen yeah. with him. Mm-hmm. He, it exposes him to a lot now. <clears throat> I, I think there's two real successful models. That way, that's um, with a lot of discipline, right? Doesn't yeah. seem like you're the very disciplinary mm. type of mm-hmm. person. But I think the other successful model that you know you chose was maybe. But in a lot of regards, though, I think with 
the amount of exposure that he's had to things, mm -hmm. I think that that's a discipline in and of itself without being, you know, the, right. the necessarily kind of martial discipline of, right. you know, you got to do yeah, this. It's a weird balance because I also find like when you do that or I mean, I'm obviously not that, but in some ways I do too much for him mm -hmm. and that weakens him too, sure. right? Because then sure. he's not, you know, doing all these things on his own. Like I'm always like... Yeah, I don't know. I'm more and more trying to get him to turn. Okay, you can you can handle that. Yeah, right. but at 13, mm -hmm. right? He's yeah. mm -hmm. that's pretty good. I mean, again, right. he's mm -hmm. seeming like he's starting. Like that seems like that's a good time. And maybe mm -hmm. I'm not a parent, but I would do this in you know teaching kids. Is then you add one more thing. You say, okay, now you're mm -hmm. you got to do this. You know, because yeah. when the kids started, if I would have said these are the rules that are, I mean, I don't know if you ever recall, but they would just get a little bit more stricter. As we went, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, yeah. with things that they were allowed to do, even yeah. when they first came in, I would let them like at the beginning of each class, I would say, all right, this is you get five minutes. You got to be as loud and crazy as possible. And so they'd be all screaming and rolling around mm -hmm. and jumping around and blah, blah, blah. OK, boom. Now let's sit and breathe for a minute. And we'd mm -hmm. kind of, you know, we would do those things. And I don't know if you remember yeah. when we used to play um, the games, but yeah, then yeah, there was that was one right, yeah. day that I started talking to him. I'm like, look guys, mm. we don't need games anymore. You know, we're okay. kind of, right. right? And you just, mm -hmm. you know, I, but I what happened, too like that. happened, mm -hmm. which was good for me because I didn't want to train a lot of kids. I right. just wanted to train the few kids who were gonna stick with, with it, it yeah. and mm -hmm. do good. And even if they didn't want to stick with it, you know, for a bit, yeah. I think it's now becoming pretty, you know. So would you say it's like in, when in jiu-jitsu you're, you're showing us a, a move or a, dr a drill mm -hmm. and maybe it's our first time doing that and then you don't necessarily, you're kind of more lenient on the mistakes that we make mm -hmm. for a while so that we can get the base things down right. first and then as we keep going those margins start to right. like and, and fun close though. up. A yeah. lot of times, like, I won't say things. I'll look at the new person who's, like, trying to block it and create resistance. And then they, right? I mean, because somebody new starting out, so we're doing scissor sweeps to mounts to arm bars, let's say. Let's say that's a change drill that we put together. Well, after they do five or six or seven, they're already going to want to put in the new choke that they saw someone else doing. So a lot of times, I don't even say that. I might be like, okay, let's kind of stay closer to the drill. But... You know, they've got to be entertained with it first, right. right? And then once you're entertained, then you can slowly start to take something away. Like I fully expect a brown belt level to be able to, for a whole hour, work a piece, right? Could be one piece of a technique until you get that piece down. I, I fully expect that in their mind, they wouldn't be like, okay, what am I gonna eat for dinner tonight? I mean, you might have those flashes, but then you can come back. Because that's when you get good at something, when you can get beyond like the boredom rote factor of it, yeah, then you, you get see the value. Yeah, in, that's yeah, the layer yeah. that you gotta get mm -hmm. through to make it real. I see it with little kids all the time, like uh, that balance, mm -hmm. you know? It's like, it needs to be somewhat fun Right, dealing yeah. with that, and then at some point, now you're dealing with the fact that you gotta be like, "Yo, man, it's always hard. Yeah. It's always gonna be hard. Right. That's like you get better. I'm gonna make it harder. Mm -hmm. Right? We're gonna do harder things, right. more difficult things. You know, and then at some point, they see skill in themselves. Yeah, and then they're like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." 
right? And now they're a little more willing to do the hard things. And then they like, and then they see it as like a pattern over time. Uh -huh. Like, oh yeah, when I when I practice, right. I get better, and then it's cool, and I show my friends, and it's fun, and right, and I get to do songs, play songs, right? right? So um, yeah, I get to see that process, and it is about getting over that fact of like how hard it is, and finding entertainment, yeah. having finding fun. You know, I once I once read this thing that like, it was like this Kabbalah thing. You know, it doesn't matter what that is. Uh, it, right, <laughs> I don't need to get all into it. But it was like it's like it has like nine or ten like like little symbols, right? And one of them at, at the top, uh, you could split it in two. Like the the idea was like it was some high ideal like knowledge or the, the ability to act and things like that. And when you split it in two, it was play and work, mm -hmm. and and that really they're the same thing. I always like dug that as a yeah. concept. It's really the same thing, right? Because it is hard, but once you can like play inside of that difficulty, that's where it's at. That's where it's and at. It, that's yeah. why, again, mm -hmm. this goes back to we should end pretty soon. what I was saying with not having a bad day. Mm -hmm. When you can do that, right, you don't have a fucking shitty day because it's the, it's the opposite, right? You can't have a great day without having a bad reference at some level mm -hmm. you look at these kids what's funny about these kids too is um like when we do hard shit they kind of smile through it right like i think now that if they're not going to have a hard class they kind of walk out even a little bit like unfulfilled mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you yeah. know yeah mm -hmm. like because they expect and i talk shit to them all the time right where i like Anna's late or Amanda says something or we do something. Oh, okay. Now you guys got to do push-ups for them or whatever. And I'll ask Phoenix and he'll just be like, you know, cause he knows that if he says a low number, we're going to do fucking <laughs> a high number. So he throws out some crazy high number right. and wants to do yeah. it and wants to do all of them. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's fucking badass. Um, I, I've been reading this like Marcus Aurelius book mm -hmm. and he was talking about all like these virtues that one can have and, and he said one of them was cheerfulness mm -hmm. and I was like oh that's interesting because I always think self-discipline you know uh, the ability to go without you right. know uh, true honesty you know I'm thinking of those things yeah and but just the fact that when someone's fun and can make things like hey how's it going and we talk shit to each other and right. stuff like that uh, and that's something I value here yeah. honestly um, it's it's such a valuable thing, yeah. right? To be able to go somewhere and just hang with someone that like is fun to hang out with, yeah. and like you know, that's like a real virtue that I you know I don't know I never thought of it that way. Yeah, shit talking yeah. is important, but you can't <laughs> but you can't shit talk though to soft people. That's okay, the okay. thing you can't. Right. That's why I uh, talk so much shit to everybody who comes in here. I mean, mm. where else am I going to be able to talk shit? Yeah, everybody else takes it personally, mm. right? And if I say something that upsets you guys. What does that do? That just makes our fucking, when we go live, whenever that might be, just a little bit more fun. And it is an interesting right? thing that dudes do. Like, if you ever work, like, like you know, construction or something, yeah. you know what I mean? Kitchens. And like, kitchens, yeah, totally. Right? It makes it fun, right? It makes yeah, it yeah. fun, but it and also like brings out the antagonist. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. why I've been talking so much <laughs> shit to you. But look at, seriously, you would not be nearly as good, I don't think, if not, Right? You're fucking mean on the mat. You're mean sparring now. Like the other day when you fucking kicked, you know, emotionally into that knee shot, that was a hard shot. I mean, 
It was like standing back. I was like laughing because I knew what the fuck that meant. That meant you're going to be fucking in pain for a few days. But you didn't even let it phase you, right? You don't. And that's why like guys, that's why in the military, that's why on teams, you talk shit to one another. You callous up in a laughable, fun manner, but you're callousing up. You're hardening up so that... Man, you're you're hitting that idea of being tough from all directions. That's interesting, but you're also doing it in a way that's like, you know, when you can get too serious about things, yeah. mm-hmm. and like things get dark when they're serious, right? right? So like humor breaks that apart, right. even in those like horrible moments or whatever. Fuck yeah. Well, yeah, so you don't like get stuck in that reality because yeah. humor challenges that reality. It makes it light. Right. It lightens things up. You yeah. Know? yeah. A lot of times it shows the absurdity of the darkness itself. It's right. It's, an, it's like a, yeah, yeah, it's a clown thing. Yeah, shit's absurd, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a clown. <laughs> I got I got one more. I heard this cool idea. Um, uh, I was reading it like some. There's a there's a couple other books in Taoism. I didn't know about this. Mm-hmm. There's this guy Lietzi, right? That's another one. And then this other one. I don't know how to say these names. Jean yeah. Joe or something like that. And he's like the only one that supposedly like they know is was a real guy. Lao Tzu is probably like a you know a legend. And mm-hmm. even this. So then this other guy, Lietzi. He was called the, um, uh, he had this phrase like, ride the wind, the mm-hmm. one that could ride the wind, mm-hmm. right? And I just thought that was like such a cool idea. And he talked about it. You know what it reminded me of? Have you ever seen Avatar, The Last Airbender? Yes. <laughs> no? You haven't? Ah, oh, it's such a great show. It's like this Taoist cartoon. Oh, my God. It's it fucking the du- shit. Every time we talk about but, duality, huh. I think of Is that right? Avatar. Okay, <laughs> awesome. Because it's so good. But anyway. There's this, the main character is an airbender. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he can essentially like fly or like jump really far. He has like, he has the quality of, of air. He's light. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so this guy described it as like, if you um, are in that state of mind where, you know, you're this ride the wind uh, kind of mindset, when you like walk on a river to cross a river, you'd be like jumping from rock to rock and you'd be like in the zone in that flow state kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then when you're heavy, the opposite, you're grabbing branches, you're afraid you're going to fall in. You know what I mean? Everything's like lumbered and clumsy mm-hmm. and you essentially fall in, right? Um, and, uh, and Alan Watts, I came across uh, something he said about it. He said like weightlessness, the idea of weightlessness is... is uh, the opposite of what we usually do because we usually are opposing ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's what he said that would prevents us from being weightless. Like, like uh, what's his name? Aang? Is it, right? Yeah, Aang. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's but when you like... he's still using though. So he's uh-huh. still using, say, the wind because then yeah. he's the avatar so ultimately he can do all the elements. But right, right, right. besides that, yeah. <laughs> he's <laughs> using, say, wind yeah. as a, his anchor point. Right. So like, because if he doesn't use that, then he can't maneuver it. Right. Uh-huh. So it's not like necessarily just being weightless and, or I would imagine, uh-huh. I don't know. I just think about jujitsu in this, but you kind of need that, or at least okay. it's because well, I in, in the things, show, but, how they balance that out is with who's the girl that earthbends. She uh, call, yeah, yeah. She calls him Twinkle Toes. Twinkle Toes. Because yeah. she she's the opposite. So she's heavy and rooted in earth, right? And yeah. so she's that like what you're saying, maybe that centered, um, you know, aspect. She's she's the stone, right? And then he's in the air, 
having fun. He's Peter Pan and all that shit too, right? He's always wanting to goof around. But he so, needs that rigidness still, to yeah, do yeah. that. Right, that's right. Contact in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's the avatar and he's essentially a balance of all the elements mm-hmm. when he's like, you know, in his pure self or whatever. Yeah, so it's a badass show. Like, it's great. But yeah. <laughs> it's cartoons, but it's really awesome. Oh, it's so as good. Far it's as, so good. Like, um, concept and ideas. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and it's well done, too. It's well written. You know, I love the uncle. Uncle. He's like my favorite character. <laughs> yeah, he's like the wise Chinese, uh, you know, guy. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. That at first you kind of don't trust. You don't know. Right. But then you find out that he actually really cares. Yeah. Phoenix and I watched this series three or four oh, times. It's a series. When he was young. Did yeah, you yeah. even watch? There's. A I did. We Korra? watched it once or okay. twice. Yeah, yeah. It was okay. It was pretty good. Yeah. So. I saw Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> that was good too. That was good too. Had great, uh, same thing. Had great stuff Other animated movies. <laughs> awesome. All right. That's All right. Yeah. 34 in the books. Anna, anything to add? Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's hard. We talked about so many things. Um, But there is this quote, nothing vast enters the life of mortals without a curse. Sophocles? Sophocles. Sophocles. Hmm. See, I never know how to say these names in English. You know what? You're Italian. You're probably saying it right. (laughs) (laughs) I would say Sophocles, but it's like... It's probably something like that. We say it all American. And that's why I never know exactly because it's so arbitrary. Anyway, um, yeah, just check us out on Instagram, Facebook. Um, we're on YouTube, Spotify, and all of the others. I sent 420. Kill the only person.